When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to the Kurt Schilling Baseball Show, episode 59. Uh, we're getting close. Crunch time, Billy. It's uh, coming. Yeah, it is. There's a lot of uh, clarity for the postseason and a ton of ambiguity, which is good for the baseball, good for fans. And we're going to dive right in talking about Shohei Otani, who had his Tommy John surgery. Nothing surprising. The, the doctor said, I expect a full recovery. He'll be ready to hit without any restrictions. Opening day. Uh, and he'll be ready to pitch uh, in 24. He'll hit, and in 25, he's going to come back and pitch again. To be clear, I don't know why this was. It was not announced the, what the exact procedure was, but I'm assuming that they all know he's well, he's still going to demand monster money this this winter. Absolutely, but I thought it was significant. They said it wasn't Tommy John, but it was some kind of a procedure to strengthen the ligaments that were still there, which to me. Talk about ambiguity. It's one of those things where, you know, I, this is a very weird area. Uh, baseball, medical science. When was the last time that you ever read about someone screwing up a Tommy John surgery? Never. Right. Are, are you saying that everyone has gone flawlessly? No. Okay. And, and so when was the last time you heard a, a surgeon talk about screwing up the shoulder surgery? They'll never, you'll never know the truth. They could have gone in and there could have been no damage whatsoever to the ligament. It's entirely possible because MRIs are not exact science. Uh, and then they come out and say, well, we fixed everything. Well, the, the surgeon looks like a genius if there wasn't actual tears, right? Because he sure. heals perfectly and he's fine. It's a very weird, and you're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars. So there's a lot at stake. Yeah. Um, and, and these doctors live to be the team position for the Anaheim Angels. I mean, that's that's a that's a that's a calling card. Think about. It. Would you know who Frank Job was? No. Nope. Would you know who Bill and Doctor Andrews? You wouldn't know any of these people if they weren't associated with these professional teams. So getting on that on that business card is a huge deal. And, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong here, but when generally when something like that happens, when somebody when they don't go into detail, they don't give specifics. It gets back to the very simple Occam's razor. Just ask why. Right. The very simple reason, because they didn't want you to know. Because it was Tommy John. They would have just said it was Tommy John, which concerns me. But the medical reports will be what they are, and the teams that are involved will get to read them. So they'll they'll know. The, I think the other issue is, and it's not a lot. Uh, I mean, it, we're, it's amazing we're talking about this. But he's a guy on his second Tommy John. I don't think it means anything for hitting. I mean, he's, he can still play out his entire career and be – a premium middle of the bat, like Hall of Fame caliber, statistically driven hitter. Um, but I think it has an enormous impact on pitching, on his workload, on all everything. And you're going to see a guy come back to pitch who hasn't pitched for two years when he does. So I have no idea what I, I certainly wouldn't bet against him, obviously. A lot of questions, and it's going to be an interesting offseason because, like I said, 
you're talking about a guy who would have signed for a 35 or $40 million annual deal as a hitter and probably signed that same contract as a pitcher uh, and probably signed double that as a combined player. Now he's going to be kind of a little of each, depending on how the deal goes. And if I'm him, I probably sign a mega two-year deal and get $100 million or whatever the number might be. Uh, and then go back out in the market if I trust if I trust myself that I'm going to come back and pitch. So uh, on to Philadelphia. Uh, so Kyle Schwarber is a uh, uh, was a Moneyball guy. I mean, uh, I, you remember? I remember when Theo brought him and and the Cubs got him and talked about power. He's got as much power as anybody in the big leagues. He hit a home run, and I think I saw it last the other day, John, that went out of the stadium, Bill, and and. Uh, that was like 450 feet. Yeah, like, and I remember Crocky hearing Crocky like, "Oh my God!" Like when he hit it. Um, but we mentioned it because as of Tuesday night, Schwarber was hitting uh, 198 with, and he's he he's going to become the first player in baseball to score 100 runs, knock in 100, hit more than 40, and then strike out 200 or more times, and have a batting average south of 200. And this reminds me, uh, this is Aaron, uh, uh, not Aaron Judge, but uh, Adam Dunn who was a guy who did this very thing. The thing about it is, and, and the reason it's it's a big deal, I think, in the day and age of, of sabermetrics, he's got a 345 on-base percentage. And if you remember Moneyball, when Billy Bean was arguing with some of the players, he's like, you know, what do I care how you get on? With a walk or a hit, I don't care. And Schwarber has, the league average is right around 320 for on-base percentage. He's at 345, and he's going to have that year. Now, what I don't know what that looks like from a contractual obligation, obligation, but he's a 40-homer guy who's going to drive in 100 and score 100, which means he's getting on base and he's driving in runs. He's doing all – he just doesn't have the batting average. And I think it further – and I hate to say this, especially as like an old-school guy, but I think it further de-emphasizes batting average. Uh, it shows you that you can be a star in the big leagues, uh, well, in the modern-day sense of star, by not hitting. My argument would be if he actually was hitting about 240, his on-base percentage would be closer to 400. Uh, he'd have more home runs and all the other things to go with that. Well, and he is loved in Philadelphia. Well, he's a yeah, he's one he's, of those guys. Yeah, he, uh, he's he's kind of one of those. He looks like a blue-collar guy, you know, kind of thick build, heavy set. Doesn't appear to be the best athlete, but he's also obviously a phenomenal athlete. Um, and like I said, his power is off the charts. It always has been. Uh, getting into the fun stuff, though. Uh, we talked about the other day. It uh, seems like the Orioles are in every conversation we have now around postseason. They they went through Tampa, uh, came back to win the last two in a monster final game comeback in the eighth inning. City's going crazy. Then they run into the Astros. And, uh, you know, you kind of look for maybe a little bit of a letdown. <laughs> they take the first two from Houston. Uh, and they put Houston and Texas closer together. And uh, Seattle and, and Texas have continued to win. So, uh, you know, going into Thursday's games, a half game were separating all three teams, which is awesome. The Astros, they'll, they'll host Kansas City for three. Then they go to Seattle for three, and they finish in Arizona with three. And Arizona's in the wild card hunt, so those are going to be big games. Rangers go to Seattle. Seattle's got the toughest. Uh, seven of the last ten the Rangers and, and Mariners play. And then they got Anaheim with three in the middle. So Seattle's 10 games are against Houston and Texas, which, you know what? Control your own destiny. I would much prefer to have my destiny on the field opposing me rather than on the scoreboard watching. 
So that the AOS is going to play out fun. And, you know, my God, I hate to say that Major League Baseball is just immensely uh, uh, successful in their forethought that this wild card and this race are going to are going to make it amazing. And, and I mean, you add in the NL wild card and then, you know, you've got kind of a uh, unique situation. The top two records in the division winners get the buy. Well, now the Twins are creeping back because the Astros are losing. Uh, they're four back with nine to play, which means they're probably not going to make it, but they have a shot because Correa went on the DL, uh, plantar fasciitis. Royce Lewis is playing. Yeah, he missed Wednesday with his hamstring, and yeah. he, he missed one day over the weekend. So they, the only, I think they're up against it, but still. But their last nine games are Anaheim, Oakland, and Colorado. Right. So, you know, that obviously opens up a door, but it, it's not un, under their control. And basically what that means right now, uh, looking at today, Tampa and and uh, Baltimore are locked in. Whatever one of them wins the division wins wins the uh, a bye. The other one doesn't. Obviously, again, that's monstrous. The Blue Jays are uh, ahead of Texas and Seattle by a game for second. Uh, Yankees are their magic number to be eliminated is three. So they're going to be... Uh, going home very soon yes but as a new york fan which i grew up the yankees are never dead until the yankees are dead and that's why that made the rundown oh yeah <laughs> the, oh no their no, no, magic no. number for elimination is three all we need is them to there, lose are three fans, or... there are yankee fans who have gamed it out and figured out exactly how they can do it and they're going to be crushed in a couple of days but we'll let them have their fun over the National League, the Phillies uh, have the number one seed, number one spot, wild card spot. Uh, they're up four, so they're unless you have a you know an epic sixty four Phillies collapse, they're up four with ten left. Diamondbacks have a game and a half up with nine left. Cubs are in third with ten games left. The Marlins are a half game back. The Reds are a game back and eight to play. And I got to tell you, that's pretty amazing. Uh, the Giants uh, have their their number to be eliminated is eight, so they're they're still in it. But these races are going to make the last two weeks a lot of fun. And I, I that's good for baseball. I don't remember, Kurt, where you went into the last 10 games of the regular season with this much intrigue with this many teams. Yeah, I mean, usually you're getting a race. Right? Yeah, Maybe a race. Division races or a wild card race. But, but right now you're talking about close to 10 teams who are honestly literally in control of their own destiny. Uh, in, in many ways, and that's that that's good for baseball. That's great for baseball, and and you'll like I said, you're going to see for you guys that are battling for playoff spots. It's a very uh, uh, insightful opportunity for you for your younger players to see what they're like in the pressure of playoffs. For you guys, you know, uh, like I said this the other day, you don't. There's an argument two and four that long layoff that Atlanta's going to have because they already clinched. Do you want to play in playoff games literally up until the final day of the season and then have one day off and go right back into it? You know, it depends on the your makeup of your club. The Braves are the first team in Major League history to have four guys hit 35 or more homers. Olsen, 52, Acuna Jr., 39, Riley, 36, and Osuna, 35. Ozzie Albies has 31 with 10 games left. Yeah, I don't have anything to comp that to. I, this is I, where I, I want also, this I also know. argue, though, that that is not as much a byproduct of great offensive hitters as it is in 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 the reduction in quality pitching. I, I think that there is as much to talk about around the lack of quality pitching and that being home run stuff as opposed. You've got a, a league full of throwers, 
uh, where velocity is the key factor as opposed to a league full of pitchers. And, and you know that because there is no Jimmy Key. There is no uh, uh, John Tudor. There is no, you know, who's Greg Maddox today? Those guys don't exist because the, 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 there's been a de-emphasis in, in quality pitchers as opposed to an emphasis on hard throwers. And that's, that's why strikeouts are, strikeouts are up and home runs are up because and you can you'll see it during the playoffs it's hard to it's really hard to watch as a pitcher too but this is where i want you to talk about the best lineups yeah you I, uh, faced yeah so the best ones that in the 1993 blue jays in the world series were probably at the time hitting as well as any team i'd ever seen you had uh, ricky henderson roberto alomar john allrude joe carter paul molitor uh pat borders um tony fernandez uh, yeah, they were uh, as good as, and they were in the cusp of winning a second World Series, a consecutive World Series. Um, right up to the to, to Joe Carter walking us off. Uh, the 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 ninety late nineties Yankees, um, with Jeter and O'Neill and Tino Martinez and Posada. Um, How about God. the late nineties Mariners. The yeah, Joey Cora, yeah. A Rod, Griffey yeah. Jr. I, I would Martinez. tell you this. I still think the best lineup I ever saw was the late '90s Indians with Lofton and and uh, uh, Manny Ramirez and Tony Roberto Alomar, Roberto Alomar, and Joey and Bell, Albert Joey Bell. Bell. I mean, they were how they didn't win more. We than didn't they even did. bring up Jim Tomei. Jim Tomei, right? Hall of Fame. I mean, like yeah. that, that yeah, was probably that, that was pretty sick. That was probably the best lineup I saw. I never really – I don't remember – I don't think I faced that lineup. Um, but I did see the late 90s Yankees, and then that 93 Blue Jays team gets gets a nod. And I got to tell you, don't go to sleep on the Cardinals in the early thousands. The Cardinals, we I mean, we had a great series with them. That was when they had McGuire, Roland, Edmonds. Um, Pujols. Pujols, Renteria. Uh, Vina, and then you know, yeah, did Scott roll into that mix as the 2000s went on? Um, Tony Womack was on that team. Yep, we did. We uh, I saw them in 2001, and then we saw them again in 2004 in the World Series. Um, and the team you never had to face that might have had the best lineup of all of them. Yeah, was your 2004 yeah. World Series team. Yeah. The 04 Red Sox, and that was that was why my ERA wasn't over four because I pitched for them rather than against them. Um, I got a uh, <laughs> so this is a, a story near and dear to my heart, actually. Um, you say Kikuchi of the Blue Jays left his Tuesday night start against New York in the sixth inning with neck cramps, neck cramps. He expects to make his next start. Kikuchi said it was possible that the cramps were related to him getting only 11 hours of sleep the night before, as opposed to his typical 13 or 14. He had struck out seven and given up a run in five innings. Jays won the game. Um, so I would laugh at that if it weren't a Japanese player, because their rituals, their orientation, their 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 off the field stuff is so drastically different than than American born players that that might actually be a thing. 
he might actually need 13 to 14 hours of sleep on the night before he pitches. And I don't have a problem with that. They do things so drastically different over there that uh, that might be his thing. So (laughs) what was your thing? Uh, I, you know what? I didn't have one. Like I would, I, I was always terrified of, of being late to the ballpark. So I was early. I was like a, I mean, I was telling you, I literally, my, and this is, I guess my life and defining it, my nightmare now, and I've had it recently is I dream. I have a nightmare that I wake up at like six 45 for a seven 30 game that I'm pitching. And when I wake up, I literally can't breathe. Like, because I have to hurry up and get to the ballpark. I can't do any of my stuff. I have to go out to the mound, like literally not warming up. Like it's, it's a, I I know it's probably in the scale of things, a first world problem, but that's my nightmare. Like I literally have that nightmare that, 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 and I've had the one like uh nuke Lelouch. I've had the one being out in the mountain naked that nightmare, but like, that's not even remotely as scary as being late for the, for my start. And I, it, it's, it's, it, and it, it really is honestly like a chest pain inducing thing when I, when I have it, I wake up like in a panic and you know, that's my, uh, <laughs> that's my thing. So definitely isn't sleeping for 13 or 14 hours. Cause I can do that at the drop of a hat. So hey, um, before we go, uh, you brought up pictures earlier that aren't like that. I saw this week Adam Rain- Wainwright got his 200th win. He did. And he's on the cusp of retiring. But Adam Wainwright is one of those guys you're talking about. He was a pitcher's right. pitcher. Right. You know, he went, he, he, he ran the gamut. I mean, he, he, uh, he was, had a power arm. He, he did some things. Uh, uh, he closed, uh, he started and lifelong Cardinal. Um, I think 200 is almost, I don't want to say it is, but it's borderline the 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 old school three hundred, um, in the sense that, you know, it's just a different game now. Um, I think I if I'm not mistaken, Maddox was the last three hundred guy. Yes, and I think he'll be the last three hundred guy we see. Probably, yeah. Um, especially now with the openers and all the other stuff that goes on. But, uh, yeah, and, you know, tip of the cap to Adam for having a phenomenal career, won some World Series, always did it right, classy, played the game hard, played the game right, uh, and was instrumental in a town that will revere him forever. St. Louis is one of the greatest baseball cities on the planet. And, you know, kudos to him for, for, for being able to have an amazingly long, lengthy career and a successful career. And, and for number 200, it's, uh, it's kind of cool. It's a number I can, I can identify with, and, and I always kind of feel good talking about because i think it is a big deal so congratulations to adam wainwright all right um anywhere we get you get your podcast you can find us apple spotify outkick we'd love you to go to outkick and find it there uh we're going to get into the playoffs next week billy uh, i'm oh, going to start talking postseason baseball and some baseball that i'm comfortable talking about and have a little knowledge about um give you a preview uh but i'll, I'll give you a hint uh if your team doesn't have power pitching then Make your tea times. Uh, this is going to be a, a, an October with some big time power arms coming out of that Atlanta rotation uh, and some other guys as well. So uh, have a great week. We'll catch you guys on the flip side uh, uh, next week for the beginning of what's going to be the countdown to the postseason. So have a great weekend, guys. 